Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Pioneer Podcasting presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Beerman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her here. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now here's your host, Kim Zolciak Beerman. Welcome back, you guys, to a brand new episode of House of Kim, where we unapologetically share the ups and downs of our very unpredictable life. And just like you guys, we are always trying to find a way to inspire and increase positivity in our daily lives. Hello, everyone. Never in a million years would we have thought we would be doing a podcast talking about the loss of someone so special in our lives. Thank you guys so much for all of your incredible outpouring of love, support on social media, emails, voicemails, donating to the GoFundMe. I think it was capped at, well... It was planned to have been turned off uh, the morning of the wake so that right. uh, the parents could use the money what it was intended for, which was to pay for his uh, services. And ironically, it was capped at $69,000. Good old Ethan, 69. And <laughs> that was um, 69. Ethan's pin to his ATM card, and somebody happened to guess it in Miami and took a bunch of money out of his ATM a couple weeks ago. So um, I just happened to be sitting in my foyer, and I was like, I wonder how well the good fun, you know, how well the GoFundMe's, you know, doing. And it was $69,000 even. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a GoFundMe even. Like, 69000 I said, Croy, you have got to be shitting me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it made me just feel a little bit better. This might get emotional at times, so bear with us. But we wanted to dedicate this podcast in his loving memory. So this one is for you, Ethan. Many of you guys are probably familiar with Ethan from our podcast, or if you follow Brielle or I on social media, he was always the life of the party. I guess he's been a part of our life. Um, I've known him for years. Like I used yeah. to get wine shipped to him mm-hmm. when he was working in North Carolina, I think. And then he would come down to Atlanta on the weekends and he would bring the wine to me. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been years. Yeah. And he, but, would, he would hang out and just chat a little bit and just tell, say something funny or, or, hang out in the house with the kids and, and then he'd go about his merry way. Uh, and so our interaction was slightly limited, I would say as, uh, years ago. Uh, but he was definitely, uh, much closer to Brielle where they had texted quite often. And then he would get a girlfriend and maybe disappear for a few months and always and then, still talked, yep. you know, but, um, definitely didn't spend as much time together. And then I think it really started honestly, where we got super close is he spent our anniversary with us in Vegas yeah. this past November and that kind of started six months of just 
a really good time yeah. for, for every, the group of friends weekend, like yeah. Brielle, Ethan, Zach. Um, but before that they had been, they had been going. Out. Oh, they had been going. Yeah. yeah but, but, for but we, you and I, but we got really, really close. I think kind of in November, um, he likes to gamble slots too. Like him and I were gambling in the Las Vegas airport. Like who the hell does that really just, Always like grabbing luggage to help us, um, you know, and we like <laughs> tossing it like it was a piece of popcorn. <laughs> yeah, he he's like, hey, I, I didn't I didn't like I didn't know I was going to do some work when I when you guys bring 22 bags. It's like a job for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he was just I think the part that really crushes me so bad is that he was like the nicest person and always, always loved to help people. And you didn't even have to ask him like. The luggage is, is a, a prime example. Right. Like he just, if, if right. we pull up to the airport and he's already there, he immediately comes to the trunk, starts helping Corey get the bags out. Um, yeah. Just always like helping. Same thing with the Christmas tree. Everybody was kind of standing around trying to get a game plan together because most of my trees don't fit through our doorways, believe it or not. And Ethan's like, what the hell are they doing? So then he just ran up to Kaya's room and took the tree apart, as you guys can see on my Instagram. And I'm sure you've heard on the podcast. So he just always like on the go, super funny, super nice. And I just, uh, it's very, uh, yeah, it's tough. Um, yeah, he's, he was incredibly motivated. And I, I think some of that rubbed off on Brielle. He would kind of jokingly bust his buddy's chops about promotions and, and, um, say, you know, Hey, look, I'm, I'm moving up the ladder, moving up the ranks. He was Where employee, are you at, buddy? he was employee of the year for Turner, the construction company that he worked for. Which we all busted his chops about. Yeah. Okay, Ethan, your employee of the year was incredibly loved at his job. Um, he had over a thousand people show up to his funeral. There was probably not a dry eye in the house. Um, he passed on four three two one at three a.m. or in that area, or whatever. And what's really strange is he had a watch, and it was just stuck at three o'clock. Yeah. Always, always, no matter what yeah. he tried to fix it, it'd go to three o'clock. Like it just was always stuck at three o'clock. So Brielle used to like bust his chops about it. Like, why do you even wear it? Um, he's one in a bazillion, you know, he had this big, 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 beautiful smile. He was like the life of the party. He, I think the biggest thing that he left on all of our lives is like to live in the moment, to genuinely live in the moment and make memories. Um, I'm going to tell you guys about something that a woman that I talked to just two days ago that is probably the only reason why I'm able to sit here and talk through this podcast and not cry. Yeah. Um, if anybody can see the future, it would be this woman, I think. She, <laughs> She's nuts. I basically had a conversation, me, Brielle, Zach, Croy, with Ethan for like two and a half hours through a medium yeah. named Tammy. And I'll tell you guys about her here in a bit, but I that's probably the only way that I'm able to communicate with you guys right now. Our podcast was supposed to be up today. I just, like last night, I just, I mean, I don't know. I have my moments. I think we all kind of have our moments with this situation right now. But Brielle and Ariana um, are in Arizona getting their hair done. So Brielle's really having a hard time. I um, I definitely think this will be a process for her. And we'll get her through. But I'm glad that she went. She got her hair done kind of for the last, you know, what has it been? 10 days, 12, whatever. Uh, it's been pretty tough. So many friends came to support, you know, one another. Oh, first of all, I'm not even following my, I get so excited and kind of like jump ahead. I don't even, I'm not even following kind of my guideline, which isn't really a guideline. My poor assistant, when she was putting this together, was tears streaming down her face as well. But, um, so I'll tell you guys a little brief, uh, story on kind of what happened. Um, 
this person is still out there and they drove a gray Jeep Trackhawk. Um, we do know that for sure. But Brielle, Ethan, Corey, James, a bunch of it, their friends were all, they went to a restaurant called Gypsy Kitchen here in Atlanta. They had a great time. Everything was like, you know, everything was great. They had their dinner. Normal, yeah. Yeah, normal, normal. fun. Had a great time. Then they went to, it used to be called Stagecoach, Stagecoach, Zach said, but it's called 30-something now. Maybe that's actually the name of it. I think it's a bar. Yeah, whatever. Um, And so then they went there. And then, of course, they went to Tongue and Groove. And so they were all at Tongue and Groove. And I will share with you that that night, Brielle has a song that whenever she hears it, it's like a bad omen, basically, if you will, where she feels something bad's going to happen. And for whatever reason, I was in my bathroom. I think I was washing my face or something. And KJ was watching a TikTok on my phone. And that song came on. And usually, like, he flips through TikToks, like, super fast. Like, next one, next one. Like, he barely watches them. He let that whole song play. But I had, like, soap in my hands. My I was washing my makeup off. And so I grabbed my phone. Instead of even telling KJ, by the time I got to him, it was already over. And I text Brielle and I said, I just heard your stupid fucking song. And she's like, why the hell would you tell me that? I said, please, please just be careful, Brielle. Please be careful. Okay, mom, she responds. That was at 9-11. Three of my messages went through to her at 9-11. Very weird. When I went to bed, now I have struggled with um, Brielle and Ariana and like letting go, right? Like most moms I feel like do, parents in general. And so it's very hard for me when like Brielle's in Miami Um, you know, to not worry all, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week about her, or if she's taking a flight to Vegas or if Ariana's going to Arizona or I just worry, you know, I mean, they're my whole life. So I, I worry. And and sometimes it prevents me from sleeping and I have a lot of anxiety from it, but I've been doing really, really well. I feel like, what do you think, Corey? Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing really well, like a lot better with letting go and, and giving them space and all that good stuff. That's now since changed, but, um, 1130 that night I was going to bed and I text her and said, Brielle, please come home. I don't trust Atlanta. I love you. I've never said that in my life. I don't know why I even said that. I just felt super anxious. She wrote back, mom, I'm fine. I love you. I'll be home soon. That was that. We went to sleep. Croy woke up out of nowhere at three o'clock. Yeah, it was, uh, Pretty much right on the dot. I like sat up really quick and I was disoriented. You know, like I think most people can say at least one point in their life where they're like, have to like get their bearings. Like you wake up out of a, out of a deep sleep and you're like, where am I? What just happened? Something happened. So then I was like, it's okay. I'm fine. Just had a lot of anxiety. I don't, I don't ever deal with anxiety. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, chill you know it actually never... kind of annoys me that he doesn't deal with it because yeah. i don't feel like he can really yeah. relate to brielle and i i could probably count on two hands the amount of times that i've felt like pretty high anxiety but i was this was one of those times high anxiety i felt like somebody was like in our house almost so i looked up uh saw that the alarm was was okay uh, that nothing had been breached it was still fine and so i was like it's you know what the heck you probably just had a bad dream lay back down go to sleep Laid there for maybe 15, 20 minutes, and then the home phone The rang. home phone rang. So my phone's off at night, as is Croy. And so Brielle and all of her friends have the home phone uh, number for emergencies. And the home phone rang. When I tell you that my heart was in my throat 
and about to explode when I heard that phone ring and I looked at the alarm and it was green, which means it wasn't set yet, which means Brielle's not home yet. And I, I can't even tell you what I felt in that moment. And, uh, Croy answered and I, I don't even know if I initially was like, like, is Brielle okay? Like I didn't, I couldn't get it out. And then I was like hitting Croy on his back. Like, is it Brielle? Okay. He's like, yes, it is Brielle. And I'm like, thank God. Okay. But I could start to hear her just, yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of confusion, a lot of chaos on the line, and and rightfully so. It's been a long night for them. They they're at this point. Um, they got some drinks in them, you know, and and a lot of times things you know things get said, people you know things get kind of confused, discombobulated for people. So I was trying to gather the information and what was being said and what was thought. And she all, was saying all these that Ethan things. had passed. Yeah, and and she was like, "That's what I've been told." And I know it's I know it's probably true. And Corey was like, "Brielle, we don't know if it's true or yeah. not. I'm sure he's fine, right. but I couldn't." We so Brielle's was with Ethan, and <clears throat> Ethan was going to get an Uber. From what I understand, yeah. Brielle. You can get an Uber either in front of Chung and Groove or you can, I guess, walk across the street and get an Uber. Right. And so they were going on to an, actually another location at three yeah. o'clock in the morning. Why? I don't know. But yeah. um, and so they were going to another location. Pick so, up spot, I guess. So Chung and Groove had just gotten out. The Ubers, I guess, at this point are super. There's a lot of Ubers there and people are getting in Ubers and it's kind of hectic. So they went. Ethan with two of his friends um, were crossing the street and Ethan was hit by yeah. a car. Pretty going pretty fast, uh, like I think sixty five miles an hour or so. Yeah, I don't know, but but we we do it's, think that it was uh, significantly faster than the speed limit. So. Right. So Brielle uh, was still in tongue and groove, kind of waiting. She had security with her, and she was kind of waiting for um, kind of some of the cars to leave. And one of the people um, that was with Ethan when it happened came running in and and fell into Brielle's arms and was like telling Brielle that he was gone. And she's right. like, "Wait, what? Like, what? What do you?" what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? And, and he's, he's gone. Brielle, Ethan's gone. And Brielle's like, what? So Zach had run out to like, go see what was going on. They would not let Brielle out of tongue and groove. Um, and Zach saw that they were doing CPR. And so then when Zach came back, he basically told Brielle that it wasn't a good situation. So yeah. Brielle told Croy this on the phone. And yeah, so, the, so they all kind of get together at this point. Ethan has been uh, loaded in the ambulance. Ambulance has left. Uh, he's been taken to the hospital, and so they're trying to kind of figure everything out. Everybody's kind of sharing stories of what happened. Brielle has called me now. She She's hysterical. She's very upset. Uh, she says she's going to the hospital. I said, no, I'm going to come pick you up. I need to come down there. We need to get the facts of what's going on. And has anybody notified his parents? We need to get you know everybody kind of there. They said yes. Um, and so I hop in the car. And I start heading towards Tugger. I said, don't go to the hospital. You're not going to be able to get in. They're not going to let you in. It's COVID. You know, and you're he, not they, a relative. Did, they took him to like the hospital that you go to with major trauma, you know? So Brielle knows this. I was a nurse and Brielle knows this hospital. So yeah, I think the that one trauma. I yeah, think it's great. East on the East mm-hmm. coast. Yeah. It's an uh, incredible hospital, but they take on the biggest traumas. And so when the EMS told them that, uh, that he was going to Grady, I think that hit Brielle pretty hard too. Like, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so Croy gets in the car and he leaves immediately. Well, I, I feel scared to death in my house. I don't know why I'm like scared out of my mind. So I run upstairs to Ariana and Aaron and I'm like, get up, get up. And I think Ethan's maybe passed away. I don't really know the whole story yet. Get it. Ariana's like, no, he hasn't. I'm like, I know he's probably fine. Just come on. Croy had to go pick up Brielle and Zach. And so they're like, okay, we're coming. I'm like, get up, like for real, get up and come downstairs with me. And I'm like, Aaron, I need you to go shut the garage. Cause Croy had 
we have a four car garage and then a two car garage and he went to the four car garage. So it was like, you have to walk outside. It's not like I can open the back door and do it. So Aaron's like, okay, yeah, no problem. And he's always like willing to help as well. So he shut the garage and my heart is just until this very minute, my heart has just been racing and I have so much anxiety. So Croy, he was driving down to Tongue and Groove and as he's tracking Brielle, he sees Brielle's not at Tongue and Groove anymore. She's actually moving towards Grady as he's tracking her. So Croy ends up going to Grady yeah. to pick up her and Zach. Yeah. Brielle tried to say that she was Ethan's sister. Like, and they knew who you, she is. Like, come on, Brielle. Like, just to get in to see Ethan. Like, right. she was hysterical, obviously. Any information Any she information can she can. She wanted to be with him. Yeah. And The sisters were on the phone with her. The sister, I shouldn't say sisters. The sister was on the phone with her saying, yeah, please let me know, like, what you hear. They're, we're racing. Brielle was memorizing... Um, his sister's birthday, right. all their information. Yeah, we, they were trying. They were working together to try to try to figure everything out as as best as they possibly could and get some information um, on the situation. But I just said, hey, look, you know, the best thing that you can do right now for Ethan is is let's get home, let's get showered, get some water and maybe a little bit of food and coffee in us, and we can head back down there in the morning to see him, and and we'll be okay. So I get Brielle and Zach in the car finally, and we we start to head home get home about like what four yeah like four thirty. yeah about four thirty. and the other gentleman that was with him uh was was saying now he he's like you know you don't know what i saw he he actually saw the the accident everything happened right yeah he and uh and Brielle's like no I, I have faith he's gonna be okay and and he's just like i don't think so you know and and so he was actually at, at grady as well and uh all three of them down there. him yeah. core uh Zach and Brielle were all in the Uber yeah. from Tongue and Groove, and they rode together yeah. to Grady, basically. Yeah, and they um, stayed. He stayed down Waited there. for the family. Yep, and was waiting for the mom and dad. I guess he's been friends with them since he was like six or seven. Very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get home, and we uh, we were kind of just in the kitchen. Uh, I was trying to, like, tell me what happened. You know, I wanted to get as much information. Let's, you know, I can maybe feel out how how maybe he's doing if you tell me what you heard and Mm-hmm. And uh, so as they were talking, it just was looking grimmer and grimmer as right. they were telling me the story. And I was piecing it together, and they weren't really uh, as they were telling it. They were, then, she was crying. Yeah. Zach was really upset. And then the phone rang. Yeah. <clears throat> and the friend says, Braley's gone. I'm standing here right here with him. He's gone. And it was very hard to yeah. watch that pain in both her and Zach's eyes and um she Brielle just slid to the ground like begging God please you know no and she's like you know this can't be this can't be and he's like I promise Brielle it is like it was absolutely one of the worst moments of my entire life and uh and then his sister called also shortly thereafter I don't think she knew that their friend had called but and said he didn't make it as well, and uh, it was bad. It was yeah. just bad. And I just am like, why? You know, like I just—it's painful. It sucks. I uh, a funny little story about Ethan. Uh, they've been going to Miami a lot, and Brielle wasn't really answering me like a couple weekends ago. I was like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Mom, I'll call you back," or like she was real busy. So I was like. I called Ethan to be like, dude, who's she hanging out with? Like, what are you guys like together the whole time? Like what you guys aren't calling me much this past weekend. He's like, Oh, and he didn't answer me for a few hours. Cause he was sleeping. Cause he was tired from Miami. And I didn't know that I kept blowing up his phone. I'm, 
finally he's like, ma'am. And I was like, Ethan, what the hell have you been doing? He's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I've been sleeping or whatever. And I was like, well, I just want to make sure like you guys are not with the wrong crowd or whatever in Miami. I know you guys met a couple people a few months ago and he's like, no ma'am, they're great people. And, and so after this call, he shared his location with me, which I never even knew until that night, for whatever reason, I went to go text him like, Hey, are you okay? Like whatever. I went to go text and I saw the last thing he did was share his location with me. So I shared back or whatever. So obviously I deal with a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot that morning. Uh, I finally told Bria, like, you know, you need to go lay down. I'm trying to call two of her best friends to get them on the phone, to let them know, to get them to the house. And uh, I said, just go lay down. I w-. She's like, please call these, you know, a few people that she told me to call. I, I can't do it, mom. I can't do it. And I said, yeah, no, no problem. I got it. So I called a couple of these people and finally got them on the phone. And I'm looking at Ethan's phone. And it's now in McDonough. And I'm like, oh, I know his family lives like an hour and 20 minutes from us. So McDonough's about an hour and 30. So I figured, oh, okay, his sister probably has the phone or whatever. But I was like, wow, they left the hospital like that quick. Like that's just, I can't believe that. So Brielle went to sleep and of course she slept probably two hours. And she was up and I said, oh, Brielle, this is his sister's address, right? His phone's in McDonough now. And she was like, no, his family's not in McDonough. White County is like- North north like not south and i'm like oh my god well who has this phone she's like i don't know so croy zach and brielle head to mcdonough because they think maybe the phone was stolen you know because his friend had his clothes and stuff but they didn't have his phone his keys whatever yeah so they went down to mcdonough go ahead yeah and just uh Again, we thought somebody had maybe picked up the phone off the street or, or whatever, and, and uh, we had called it, no answer. Uh, they had put Do Not Disturb on, so for whatever reason, and we weren't getting an answer. So drove down there and pulled up, and as we were pulling up, we saw a APD car in the driveway. So it kind of clicked, like, oh, the, the police must, must have it in his car or something. Maybe he doesn't know that he picked it up or, or grabbed it. Uh, cause the rest of the belongings were given to the family at the hospital. And so I, uh, walked up and I said, Hey, I'm, I'm a, a very close family friend to the gentleman that was hit last night. Uh, his, his parents live about two and a half hours from here. Uh, they saw his phone here and, and really wanted to collect, uh, that from, from whoever had it, uh, saying that it's you. I don't know. Can I, can I do that right now and, and give that to them and deliver that to them, them this evening? Or, or do you have to keep that or any, he, he, he's like, no, you know, what's your information? He took my information. Then he kind of started to gather some statements. He said he was going to call the family on Monday and they were working on the investigation right then and there trying to figure things out. So he was super friendly, super nice doing his job and took statements from everybody in the car, Brielle and Zach and, and really got a good kind of head start. I feel like right then and there, cause we had drove down there right? and he, I mean, he got names and emails and phone numbers and yeah, it ended from, up working out yeah, great. From, the angels work in mysterious ways Yeah, from, from everybody that was there. I mean, he didn't have to go do hardly any work whatsoever. Uh, we just gave it all to him right then and there. I mean, we, we gave him everybody's phone number that had witnessed it and, and just, I mean, it was really right. kind of a cool thing that ended up transpiring there. So yeah. And then we brought the phone back and, and then, uh, his parents came to get the stuff, which was also, yeah, uh, you know, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, it was probably, uh, 
one of the top five hardest things I think I've yeah had to do. And uh, his parents are just such great people. I told you guys, um, I mean, they're both youth pastors and just a yeah. really good people. I mean, they raised a really good man. And as a mother and as a father to see these people, you know, these parents, and it's just, yeah, you know, it's uh, just, it's you just, can see it. You just, you can just. I was crying before it. I even got out yeah. the door. You feel it with the person. I, you know, we we talk a lot about energy and, and things here on the podcast, and and you know, every, everybody's like when you walk into an office and somebody's like angry for the day, it can affect you, right? And so obviously they they were completely crushed and shattered and and just at at just the deepest of sads they could probably ever feel and to feel that from them just is was so heartbreaking uh there's only probably one other time and I definitely wasn't aware of of energy like I am today that I felt and noticed that from somebody and that was when my best friend at 18 years old was was tragically killed and and seeing his parents um have to handle and and deal with that same, same, just, I mean, you just, that type of deep sadness is, it's undescribable, you know, and, and you just, man, it's just nuts. It's just terrible. My girlfriend, Shikana, had called and said she was coming over to see me because she had heard or whatever, and she was going to come over. And I said, okay. So she had actually pulled in when they were, when we were still talking about everything. And um, she stayed in her car. <laughs> She's the cutest sweetest most loyal friend and so talked to his parents and I mean I wanted to hug him forever I just I can't even tell you so it's every parent's worst nightmare so they left and um Shikana gets out of the car and she's this it's sad Kim this is sad Kim <laughs> that's how she exactly her accent so and I was like Shikana girl so she gave me a big hug she said this is terrible friend I brought you some stuff and she pulls out 24 packs you guys of coke sprite cupcakes cupcakes, i mean just all sorts of stuff all that feel good food yeah she like this she lives an hour and plus from me like what it It really meant a lot to me and my family and she i brought a couple people with her and she had us she was always telling jokes and just trying to like be lighthearted and fun and it was actually a nice breath of fresh air so shikana I love you. Thank you so much for uh, doing that. I'll never forget it. Um, and then we, I think that's kind of when we got the GoFundMe and stuff together. One of Ethan's friends, just um, I talked to his parents about helping them in any way when they were here. You know, I knew that they're from White County, which my assistant put here for the dipshits on social media who don't understand many Southerns say what county we're from, not just the city. That's true. I don't even know what county I grew up in in yeah. Connecticut, but I know I live in Fulton County in Georgia, but right. he, it was White County, you know, and, and that's the county he was from and he loves where he grew up. Right. Um, he, he was very proud of, of that and, and kind of the blue collar, uh, hardworking, gritty way that he was raised. Right. You know, and that's something that he felt like defined him. And was a huge. He had an accent too. Foundation. Well, you guys have heard him yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, it was a huge part of his foundation, and he was super uh, proud to have been from there, and then carried those those morals and values that he he gathered from there onto Georgia Tech, where he graduated from. Uh, he was with an engineer. engineering degree. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I mean that that hard work and dedication they learned as a, as a child there helped him be successful. I have goosebumps again. This is like the fifteenth time I've gotten goosebumps. Yeah. And. Uh, 
in college and and his success uh, in his work. I mean, he he literally ripped through the ranks of his company like he was on fire. I mean, he he would he had gone so far so quick <clears throat> and was really super successful in it. And but was but was known for bringing along his coworkers with him. You know, like he he just was super motivating, super helpful. Uh, saved a couple guys' lives on the on the job uh, from from major one employee accidents. of the year. Yeah, he's um, just yeah. But but where he was from, he felt like gave him the foundation to how he was today. And, he's and, a true yeah. like gentleman. Like I said, like if I was even carrying a purse, he'd grab it and carry it like if with the luggage and stuff and if I was lifting up the garbage to take it out he'd get up out of his chair right away and take it out just things like that that I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily you know do yeah that that uh that chivalry's kind of becoming more and more uh faint in the world I feel like so again in it, it just Ethan was who he was because of who raised him and where he was raised so I also knew that, you know, his parents probably didn't have the finances to do um, a funeral. And, no, you know, people don't really obviously plan for this kind of thing for their child. And so anyways, um, and then I found out that one of his friends had started this GoFundMe, which, again, thank you guys so much. Um, his parents, I'm going to kick Ethan's ass, making me cry. Um, his parents, I can't even tell you between the wake and the funeral how many times they hugged me and my entire family and thanked us. There's just no words to really, I mean, it was great. I, I felt so happy to that all of you guys, we all chipped in and were able to do this for his family at such a hard time. You guys really alleviated the the stress and the pressure that they had regarding your worst day of your whole life. Right. So, um I really do thank you guys for that. Um, funeral was beautiful, as beautiful as it could be. I mean, the wake, it was tough. Uh, I had put on Instagram because this is tough. You know, I told you guys last week that I had lost my grandparents, but um, I've not lost anybody close to me like this. And so this, and tragic like this, it just it hurts. It sucks. And so I really have to also be strong for my daughter and, and like kind of gauge where she's at and let her know that I'm here without being like too much. And it's just been a little tricky, but, um, I had put on my Instagram, like you guys, it's, uh, Ethan's wake today or whatever. And I just need strength, you know, and, uh, this is painful. And you guys, I was, that was my strongest day. <laughs> Kid you not. Like I got in the car, I was kind of standing in line to see the family and stuff. And, um, I couldn't handle watching any of the slideshow of Ethan, uh, at all. And so I started to cry and I was like, okay, Kim, you're going to be okay. And of course I cry when I see his parents, but, um, I felt like I was good for Brielle. We went out to Ichiban afterwards and had dinner with a few people and it was great. So thank you guys for that as well. It was funny. Uh, a little joke, a little funny thing at the funeral was the wind blew like, like just out of nowhere, like a gust of, wind yeah and so all of the girls like all my dress everybody's dress, mine was pretty long but it like, kind of like blew up and i was like ethan <laughs> it was kind of funny it was just like i knew and felt that he was there so oh. anyways over a thousand people showed up and uh it was funny i'm reading my assistant's notes and she said that was ethan still trying to blow up all the girls dresses ha 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 <laughs> and that's exactly how i felt as well when that happened i don't know why i'm using my robe to wipe off my nose but also 
I want to give a huge thank you to the local news channels here and every single person that sent in tips to find this person yeah. that did this from uh, WSB TV, CBS 46, 11 Alive. I also want to thank, if I could squeeze, whoever it is that runs the ATL Scoop, Atlanta Scoop page. Instagram page. Uh, Instagram page. They have been incredible as well. And I thank you guys for, I have read, me and Zach have made it our mission to help as much as we can in finding this person. And we, I've read every one of your messages from photos to every, you guys have just been friggin' incredible. Like, I, I don't know the gratitude I feel. I can't even probably put into words and never will be able to, but, uh, I don't even know if you guys realize how much of a difference that stuff makes, but it does. It's a huge part. So if you ever see anything, witness anything, try to capture it and send it to the tip lines, uh, that, that, that are out there and or just send it to your local police jurisdiction. Right. They'll get it to the right people. They help and they help, uh, not only solve the case, but they help prosecute the case too. hundred uh, percent. If it's, if it's criminal, uh, this is everywhere and it has been everywhere. Um, and, um, because of that, I've got even gotten pictures from people in North Carolina. I just, you guys have, unbelievable like i tried to respond to a lot of you guys um there's a couple girls in atlanta in particular that reached out right away and their picture was great it was amazing i was able to pass that on like i don't know you guys are just we needed all of this we you know watching helping brielle through this brielle's uh dear friend brandon flew in uh sunday right away like sunday morning and woke brielle up and and i think that really helped her kind of focus he's he's pretty funny uh and so he kind of helped out around the house and kind of just kept her, you know, she has waves of being fine and then all of a sudden hysterical and it's just grief. I mean, you just never know. Um, so anyways, thank you guys very, 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 very much. Um, and I mean that, I know that in his family, everybody just, you guys have been awesome. Okay. So there's a lady named Tammy that is a medium and she works with like local police departments too and stuff. Not local here. I don't know if she's ever worked with Atlanta. To her local. To her local. Yeah. She might have worked in Atlanta. I don't ever know. But yeah. that's not what she was about for me. But I have, uh, she, I met her through a girlfriend of mine um, a few years back. She had looked at a picture of Cash and she said, you know, I see a little accident here. Um, you know, it's going to be quite upsetting to your family, but he's going to be okay. And I'm like, oh my God, no way. And she, I said, this just can't be true, right? And so she said, are you missing tiles off the back of your, or off your pool? And I'm like, no. But we were, we have an infinity edge. And so Corinne and I went out there and looked and there was two tiles missing. And I was like, shit. We, our pool's already heavily protected by gates and all this other stuff. So I didn't, wasn't too worried about that, but I had no idea it would be a dog bite. And then after that, she had said somebody was going to break an arm and they did. And then she said to me that your daughter is going to go through something very traumatic and she's going to need you more than she's ever needed you before. And she said, it's an involving a Jeep. And I was like, she has a Jeep. She had this white Jeep that we got her when she turned 18 and graduated high school. I think she just turned 18. She hadn't graduated yet, but, and I said, she has a Jeep. And she's like, I don't think it's her Jeep. I don't know. I don't think it's her Jeep. Well, guess what? Guess what we did. We sold her Jeep like in a day and she still hates me for that. (laughs) But she said, you know, I don't think it's her Jeep. And she said something about the tires, which I need to go back and look, which is kind of indicative of where we're at with this stuff with Ethan. And so here we are, I think it's three years later and there's a Jeep involved and my daughter needs me more than she's ever needed me before. 
So with that being said, I didn't expect this to be this painful for me or I didn't think like I again, I've never been through this. I've never been through this with my children. It's just crazy tough. So I have been trying to find comfort so I can stay strong for Brielle anywhere I can, if you will. And so Brielle sends a lot of videos to me. I made a slideshow this really cool frame my assistant got and it has an email address and you can send all these pictures that you want to appear on this slideshow frame. So I gave the email address to all of her friends. So when she came home, I think it was from the wake, um, the slideshow has been on our piano ever since. And so you can add a picture to it whenever. And that was, that was kind of cool. But, um, what was I going with this? So that's hard for me to like, look at the videos and the pictures. So I reached out to Tammy, um, the other day, she is, in a nail salon and first of all I said Corey can we just like put our bathing suits on and just sit outside for an hour and just like chill out and just get some sun I just like I don't want to work I don't want to I just want to sit outside and like just chill he's like yeah let's do it so we had just gone outside and she sent me a video of the walls in this nail salon one's of the Eiffel Tower and the other one the other one is and says Paradise Island she says does this have any meaning to you and I said yeah um Brielle and Ethan and everybody else, there was 10 of them were in Paradise Island, which is the Bahamas for Brielle's birthday in February. She's like, oh my God, that's so crazy. And so she's like, I don't know if I can keep sitting here. She's like, Ethan's talking to me and yeah, she hears coming through. Basically. He's coming through and she's like, he's speaking so fast. He's, I can't even I, oh, slow down. She keeps telling him slow down. She's crying because he's, his energy is so strong. And she's like, slow down. And I'm laughing because I'm sure you can tell from the podcast, Ethan speaks so fast. He tells people he speaks in cursive because he doesn't finish his words half the time. Yeah, He gets so, she's like, he's so excited. He's so excited. I told him to slow down. He said, well, I'm just so excited. And so the first thing he says is I'm with KC, which is Croy's friend. Don't worry, I'm with KC. Don't worry, I'm with KC. And she said, the initials KC. That's what he's showing me. And Croy's like, what the f- that was Croy's friend that he lost when they graduated right after they graduated high school. Like this lady is unbelievable. And, um, so then she says, does footprints mean anything to you? And I was like, Oh, I love the poem footprints or whatever, but you know, I don't know. Meanwhile, Brielle had to film. So she was getting her hair and makeup done. So I call her on the home phone so that she can listen. And then, so I wanted to record this. And so Brielle's kind of listening as well. And I said, I don't know footprints though. And yeah, she, she says, says, yeah, she, she, he's showing me footprints and he, and he says, it was uh, the best day, best day ever, ever, best day of his life, best day Foot, of his life. The, what, you know, what is that? And is Brielle that? said, oh my God, mom, that's the, the private island we went to Rose Island. Um, and the it's the, the name of the bar that they were at where they were singing. And, and Ethan told me it was one of the best days of his whole life. Yeah. So there's so many other things, you guys. I mean, even Ethan gave us his phone number, his last four digits of his phone number. We didn't know what the number was that she was giving me. She said, just write this down. I don't know if it means anything to you right now, but you know, just write it down. And then we realized later on, nobody know. I don't know his number, right? I just would call Ethan in my phone. So uh, yeah, it's the last four digits of his phone number. Um, the, it was so crazy. We, for the funeral, uh, one of his dear friends, Alan, had bought, also, thank you, Scottsdale, candle company for getting 42 candles here of the bottle 1942 and then you kind of cut it and you make it into yeah, a candle the bottle in half and they pour a candle and make right. a candle out of it yeah and uh, so 42 candles. 42 candles she got here the and the last bit of it arrived the morning of the funeral so yeah. it was pretty awesome and i really appreciate them doing that 
but I took somehow one got here. I didn't take one home because when I got home, I realized none of us took a candle. Right. And that was like one of the things that we wanted his closest friends to have. And so somehow there, there was a candle that got here and it was sitting on the piano next to his slideshow. And he said, if you ever need me, there's a lot of other things I'm not sharing with you guys, but, um, there was pro- I w- I would, we talked for about two and a half hours to Ethan. Like I felt like I was on a phone call with him. It was probably easily 60 things that were, were brought up, pointed out that, that were just like, wow. Like, so this is the wow. big this is one of them no um he says wow. if you ever need me i'm downstairs at the bar <laughs> of course you are so he said go down there bring them bring my candle and i'm like is this fucking guy for real she says i don't know what that means what, what, does he have a can like candle yeah she's like, like what like, just we you know just <laughs> right here. i said yeah i have this candle and i explained her just like i explained to you so i grabbed the candle me zach brielle and croy are like in the kitchen <laughs> we're a little bit weirded out not weirded out because i know this lady's like unbelievably good but it's like being on the phone with Ethan and I feel for the first time since all this happened, like my heart's racing, but I feel at peace if that makes any sense. So we're in the kitchen. He goes, Hey, wait, wait. So she goes, wait, wait. He says, wait, grab his hat. And I, I was like, Oh my God, he had a hat and he, and the cove, the cove, the cove. She said it was passed around the cove. Get the hat from the cove. The hat was sitting on the piano and it was Ethan's hat, and it was somewhat like a cowboy hat. And then he got it at the Cove. It's like a beach hat. It's, it's like, like a, a cowboy-style uh, beach yeah, hat version, yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, linen, if you will, yeah. material. But So bring that downstairs, too. And we're like, okay. So we all go downstairs, and we're sitting there in the bar. And then he says, so now Brielle's done, and she's down with us. She came outside, and then we got the candle and went. And he says, ha, Brielle, what happened to your nail? She had just busted a finger a nail on her right hand and he was laughing at her and he knows how much she hates that. Right. Um, we kept asking her like, what is he doing right now? She's like, he's just next to me. He's got his right leg crossed over and he's just relaxed back. Are you going to make fun of my shirt? And he wears like crazy, crazy, crazy shirts. Like that's kind of what he was known for. Um, was just wearing like palm trees or bananas or whatever. Um, I can't even, you guys, there were so, it was mind blowing. He had a message for his mom, which I delivered he had a lot of messages. Uh, he kept asking, where's my lucky charm in the beginning? And that's, I didn't know that's what he called Brielle. Yeah, Cause she wasn't with us. She wasn't with us physically yeah, at the time. Um, the, the house, you guys, I, I get so upset when I think about the fact that he's gone. Right. I just get like so upset. I get upset for Brielle. Cause that's like her travel buddy. He did say to her, now I can travel with you everywhere you go. <laughs> and Brielle's like, really? Like, I don't know. It's It's been so crazy. Zach was yesterday driving to an appointment and in front of him on the license plate said white CO, white county. Yeah. And Zach said, are you shitting me? I don't think Zach necessarily believed in mediums until maybe yesterday or two days ago. Right. I think he thought, okay, Kim, sure. And then when he started hearing shit, Zach was like, no way, no friggin' way. Yeah. He told me who met him up there, and I asked his mom if that was true, and his mom knew everything that he told me to tell his mom. His mom knew exactly what I was talking about, Um, and then I was telling her the four digits that she kept giving me, and she's like, Kim, that's his phone number, and that's how we realized it was his phone number. I couldn't even talk to his mom. I was crying so much, Um, and it was unbelievable and i said tammy like two and a half hours she left her nail appointment for us because she said i i I have to go outside he's got so much energy she said this is 
one of the top two readings that she's ever, ever done. And she's read for over a thousand people. His energy is unbelievable. And one of the coolest things that he, I said, like, what is he doing? She's like, he's up here helping people just like he did down there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. So, so towards the end, I said, she would say to me, like, do you want to ask him something? First of all, he says, hey, is Croy there? So she says, hey, is Croy there? And Croy had just walked out of, we were in Brielle's room at this point to get me a drink. And so I'm like, actually, he's not. And he's like, well, just let him know that I was the reason why he was up at three I o'clock. Woke up at three. I woke him up at three o'clock. And then Tammy's like, Kim, it's three, three, three on our phones. And I was like, this guy. So that was pretty cool. But at the towards the very end, which you never want to like hang up, if you will, you know, like you just don't want you just want to stay there for right days and whatever and um i said ethan is there anything first of all he said he's happy as hell up there and uh he can he's got a bunch of bikes he was so excited about his bikes which is funny like it's so just crazy knowing that this lady can make such an incredible connection with somebody and he just said i want you guys to all give back that was his response and which is what he would do. He's like, I'll be watching you. I'll be watching you guys. I just want you guys to give back. And Zach's like, you got it, man. I remember Zach like, you got it, man. That's what we're going to do. So Ethan built like ramps for people like the elderly that were in wheelchairs on a Sunday, rainy day. Like Turner would donate the materials and Ethan and the guys would build it. Like a lot of, a lot of good deeds, you know, if you will. So anyways, it was really, really cool. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Oh yeah. We it could did. just ask him a question. He gives you an answer. And it's like, she's like, I don't know what this means. And him and he had this, and during the reading or whatever he had, uh, brought up this name and, and she, he kept saying it during the whole reading. And we're like, we have no idea what the hell he's talking about. And, uh, Tammy's like a runner. And he said, basically on your run tonight, you're going to see something and you'll know exactly what it is when you see it. So she's like, I'll probably let you know later on tonight or whatever, um, what it is. And we'll go from there. So sure as shit, she sees the exact name in the concrete. Like somebody, when it was wet, had kind of put their name in the concrete. And so she, she calls and sends a video and tells Brielle and Brielle's like, Ethan, she yells out loud, Ethan, I need you to be more specific. And two seconds later, she writes the caption of one of their pictures on Instagram that he posted. His account's now private, but it was, it was just, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt. So I think my house has found some peace knowing that Ethan's really happy. Um, and he said, he's going to watch over us forever and we will meet again. And I know that Croy's friend Casey's up there and a couple other people with him as well. So, um, anyways, I mean, if you if you doubt that there's another side, I mean, you better not, because I'm we're telling you it's it is unreal, um, the validation that that was was given. It's just there's just no other explanation for it. So the mystical magical world that I that tried God to pay her. I said, Tammy, can I let me you know let me pay you or whatever. She's like, nope, this is my gift, and. Uh, I, so she likes, you know, you to donate to the charity of basically a charity, which I thought was really cool. I was like, Hey, can I pay for your nails since you couldn't finish your appointment? Nope. Won't do it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's, it's, it's pretty, she's pretty amazing. So yeah. between her and Teresa Caputo, I mean, we're going to be talking to Ethan forever. So 
Anyways, you guys, all of us in Ethan's family are just, we're incredibly grateful, like I said, for your amazing support and many words of encouragement during this very unfortunate time. We received so many emails sending love from all over the world that meant so much to us. Many of you guys said you felt like you knew him and two from listening to the crazy stories on our podcast. Um, That's just how infectious his personality really was. Marie Perry, thank you so much for your sweet email and for sending the song Give Heaven Some Hell by country artist Hardy. We listened to it on the way to the wake and it was just so fitting. And on an ending note, we thought this poem from one of our listeners, Karen Brown, was so fitting to share. Actually, Brielle wanted to read this. And when the time came, she's like, okay, okay. And then she just couldn't do it. So yeah, I will read it now. Actually, you can read it, Croy. I won't make it through this two lines, so forget it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Dear Ethan, too soon you flew and would depart. Your smile and presence tattooed on our hearts. A son, grandson, and brother whose love had no end. A funny jokester and a caring friend. An uplifting light amid life's uncertain path. You lived out your joy. You made us all laugh. Oh, I can try. Your towering stature made others look twice. And think who is this tall guy. And wow, he's so nice. <laughs> you gave out your gifts of loyalty and charm. And your family was proud to have you on its arm. The life of the party, the straw that stirs the drink. You could melt anyone with a (laughs) smile and a wink. You loved life to the fullest with each day a new thrill. You blessed all who knew you, and you always will. He's now called you home with his angels above, but you provided us with memories of a lifetime of love. We can't understand why, but we trust in his plan and are grateful for knowing you, a good-hearted man. May you feel comfort and strength with the peace of God's care to know that he's with you and will always be there. We will never forget you, Ethan. This we guarantee. May God hold you and keep you in love eternally. Karen Brown. (laughs) In loving memory, this one is for you, Ethan. Have a good week, everybody. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.